Welcome to Swords, Spears, and Arrows with Camille Babin, a podcast that features messages on spiritual formation, soul care, and a book club to help you win the battle within. Hello and welcome to Swords, Spears, and Arrows. I'm your host, Camille Babin. Today we're in the book of Ezekiel, the chapter 37. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And we know the story. It's probably something that you're already familiar with, that you've already heard how the prophets prophesy over the bones. And then we see progressively that the bones uh, regain the, the skin and uh, the bones basically came back to life after he also released the breath of God over the, the bones. The bones came back to life. And I remember even the first time hearing the story that was years ago, many years ago, and I was so fascinated. But of course, I know that at that moment, I didn't even grasp, as you know, with every scripture that we read, I didn't grasp the, the fullness of the story. I didn't grasp the fullness or the, the greatness even of God to those lines, because you always get caught up in one aspect of the message, you know, one part maybe that resonates with you at that moment, depending on the situation that you're going through, depending on your circumstances. And again, when I read this chapter, I wasn't too sure because I thought it was again the same thing. It was how the, the bones came back to life. And with everything going on around us, it's so easy. We all feel like that's exactly what's happening or that's what we need, right? We need to call upon the name of the Lord and for him to release again his breath to the dry bones in our lives, to the difficult places in our life, the things that uh, are so are so hard right now, are so challenging. Who doesn't need the breath of God? Who doesn't need the touch of God? Who doesn't need to hear the word of the Lord? Uh, but then when I looked close, closely and I read again and again this chapter, and especially the first verses, I realized that the Lord wasn't so concerned about, um, you know, the end. It wasn't just the end. He wasn't seeing the dry bones come to life. And I'm not saying that it doesn't matter or it doesn't care because of course does care about uh, our destiny, cares about our destination. But at the same time, I think at this point we've understood that God is a God of process and he enjoys the journey. So we can't get to the dry bones to come back to life unless we understand what comes before that unless we understand the disposition and the attitude that is required from us to experience a miracle, to experience a breakthrough, to experience divine providence. And when I read these scriptures, these, these verses, and I realized that Ezekiel didn't know the answer. Ezekiel was probably faced with something that is never seen before, that is never experienced before. I think because we never read that before that it happened, there was no mention or no reference that the Lord took him again. So it seems to us that it was the first time and the only time that he was taken into that kind of environment, into a valley of dry bones. And when he looked at the bones, the bones were very dry. 
So I'm sure that he didn't know what will happen, what to do. He didn't, he probably didn't even understand why he was there, why the Lord took him there in that vision. He didn't understand in the spirit why he was seeing all these bones and even the message behind it. But what I love is how the Lord asked him, the Lord asked him, son of man, can these bones live? And when we hear this kind of answer of question, we think the answer might be a yes or a no. It's for us to tell God, oh yes, of course, or oh no, I don't know. Ezekiel could have answered that, and I think maybe that would be the easiest answer to say yes or no. Or he could have said, uh, uh, answered even by, with the question, he could have replied by giving the Lord another question, asking him a question saying, what do I know? Or how is it possible? You know, any kind of answer, I think, would have been okay. He could have said so many things, right? That's the same thing we do here when we, we look at our situations or we feel like we hear the Lord asking us something and we look at what goes around us or even we, we consider the words of men, the words of people, and we say, God, I'm not sure, or this is what they say, or that's what I've heard, or that's what I think, or that's what I feel. But then when we look at the answer of Ezekiel, Ezekiel answer, he said, oh Lord God, you know. And that's where I want us to stop today. That's really the heart, uh, core, the core of the message today that I want to share. Oh Lord God, you know. And from the answer came the miracle. From the attitude, Ezekiel heart posture came the breakthrough. He saw something that he never saw before. He was even able to take part in something that was bigger than himself, only by his answer. So before I go any further, I want to ask you, what answer are you giving to the Lord's question? What answer are you giving to God when he asks you something that maybe to you looks so impossible or looks so difficult or so big? What answer do you give? Because Ezekiel said, oh Lord God, you know. And to the answer, we can see that in his answer, there was no space for doubt. There was no space for unbelief. He didn't even try to understand what was possible. He didn't even try to see the many ways that what the question, you know, could be made sure the thing could happen. He didn't try to guess. He didn't try to analyze. He didn't try to think about maybe what is heard before. Or, you know, like maybe the, the, the options maybe that he has. He didn't try to suggest anything to the Lord saying, maybe if we put some water over it, maybe if we blow hard, maybe we do that. He didn't even try to offer any option. All he said, he said, oh Lord God, you know. And that answer even to me today, it speaks like in a, in a different way, a way that he never had before. And I pray that he will do the same for you. Because with Ezekiel's answer, we see not only humility, but we see faith, faith beyond limit. Oh, Lord God, you know, like it's not for me to answer. It's not for me to say how or what or when or if. God, whatever you say, that's what it's going to be. Whatever you say, Lord, I trust you. God, whatever, if you say, you know, you know what can be done and you know what cannot be done. So if you ask me the question, God, I trust that you already know the answer. I trust that you're already able, that you already figured out a way. So it's not for me to even 
guess or try. All I have to do is just submit to you, surrender. And that's the life of surrender that the Lord is inviting us to. A life of complete obedience and trust in the face of adversity, in the midst of chaos and despair, in the midst of hopelessness, when we don't even feel like we have a solution, when we don't even feel like things are still possible, when we don't feel like something can live again. Yes, you go through a difficult time. You say, maybe I don't know if my children, maybe the health, the report that the doctor gave me, I don't know if that can turn around, you know, like your marriage your financial life, your business, your career, your family, even your, your life, your own life, you know, your dreams and aspirations, your goals. You don't know, can, that, can they happen again? Can this be done again? You know, and the Lord is asking you, do you think that can, that can happen? Do you think like I can, I can take you to that land? Do you think this can be your portion? Do you think you can have this thing or you can have that thing? And it doesn't ask you to answer based on what you've heard other people say. It doesn't ask you to answer based on what you think you know. It doesn't ask you to answer based on your circumstances. It asks you to answer so that you can answer. It wants you to answer based on the knowledge that you have of who God is. So maybe the answer that you are unable to give is not so much because of what you see, but it's mainly because of what you know. How well do you know God? How well do you, do you, do you, do you have that? What, what relationship do you have with him? Do you have the kind of relationship where you can totally trust in him, where you can depend on him and say, Lord, you know, like, I don't even have to know. This is not my answer. This is you because you are sovereign. You are king. You are Lord. You are good. And God, you can do all things. So Ezekiel's answer was really teaching us that he trusted God wholeheartedly, that he knew that God could do amazing things. God could do things that, was beyond, that were beyond his own control and beyond even his understanding. And today I'm pushing back and that's even the word, a word that I've heard the Lord say recently that I really feel like it's not just a word for me, but it's the word for us, the body of Christ and all believers. The Lord said unlimited and unhindered. And I even see through the answer of Ezekiel that it was unlimited. Ezekiel didn't try to box God in a corner. He didn't try to put him, you know, like in a certain space. He didn't try to, to, to give him a certain amount. Even like there was no restriction. There was no barriers. He didn't say, okay, if there is this thing, then yeah, that can be possible. Or if there is that thing, then yeah, I can see that happening. No, he said, oh Lord God, you know, oh Lord God, you know. He was just saying, you are the Lord, you are God. So only know you are the omniscient God. Whatever you say, and it even takes us back to the beginning of time. Because sometimes I think we stop short, we stop in our tracks, and we even stop God in his tracks, and we hinder him from doing and performing the miracles and the breakthrough that we so desperately need. Because we don't, we don't go back, you know, like in, in time. And when we go back in time, it's easy for us to return to the past just to see you know, like what we've been through and the bad things that happened to us. But how often do you go back just to look at what God has done? Just to give him praise for what he's done and saying, God, you did it before, you can do it again. And this time you can do even better. God, you can do differently than even what I've seen. Because how can, can we doubt 
that these bones can live when he formed us from the dust of the ground. I mean, we were the first bones that he took from the ground. And I wonder what will be more difficult for the Lord to blow over the dry bones to make them come alive or what he already did by forming us, by creating us, by taking us from the dust and just blow, you know, like uh, just speak to us and blow his spirit, his, his breath upon us to make us become human beings, living with the soul, with the body, with the spirit. Which one is greater? And so often we limit the hand of God because we don't remember what he did before, because we don't stretch our mind and we don't stretch, you know, like even our, our memory that far for us to remember that God did that. God made me in the first place. So if he made me, why is it that now my health failing, God cannot heal me? Why is it that my job or my career seems to be messed up or out of control and God cannot fix it? God cannot give me something else. I mean, he created a whole garden for men to tend, for men to cultivate. How much more will God do in this season? How much more will God do? And he did that before we even chose him. He did that before we even knew him. He did that before even Adam had a relationship with him. He created all these things in the beginning. So how much more will God do right now when we said that we are the son and the daughters of the most high, that we know his name, we know what he's capable of, and we can stand just like Ezekiel and said, Lord God, you know. And in our answer, God is inviting you and I to just trust him completely. And not put any barriers, not put any walls, not put any blockage, not saying, I don't know. Remove any un unbelief, any doubt, any area of doubt that we may have. Because sometimes we can say, God, I trust you. But do we really trust that God will do it for us? Because we can believe that God can do it, but we're not sure that God will do it for us. And today I really think that that's where the Lord is taking me that he wants me to remind you that not only he can do it, but he will do it. If only you trust in him, if only you surrender your will and your thoughts and your plan, your agenda, your imagination to him. If only you say, God, you know, I'm not going to try to do it by my own means. I'm not going to try to, to create a plan for myself, but I'm just going to trust you. And I want to share that thing very quick because the Lord is reminding me that it's playing that on my heart right now. And it was yesterday or two days ago, I believe it was two days ago, I was working on a project and I was stuck. I found myself stuck in the, in the middle. I just didn't know which way to go. I was like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I've been trying to do this thing. It's been like weeks now, going on a month. And I, it's like, I try one way, it doesn't work. I try another way, it doesn't work. And then it's just like the Holy Spirit spoke to me so gently. And he said, why don't you ask me? And immediately I stopped, I paused and I said, Lord, help me. Show me how to do this thing. Show me how. It was just a layout. It was really doing a layout. And I said, Lord, show me the best way, the most effective way to do it. Because what I do, I feel like it's too heavy. It's not fluid. You know, it's not, it's not easy even for people. You know, it's not inviting. It's not really the way I want it. It's like it doesn't flow well. And as soon as I said it, I just took my journal and a, a, a paper and a, a, a pencil. And immediately it's like I could see clearly. 
It's like the veil was lifted. I could see, and it seems so obvious. It's like those things that are right in your face, but you can't see them unless God removes the veil. I couldn't see it. And I've tried it for almost a month and I was at it. And the, the funny thing is not even something that I've never done before. It's something that I've done before. But this time I was stuck because it was different information. So I didn't know how it was going to come about. I just didn't. I was stuck. But I realized that I was stuck because it was even a moment for me or for the Lord to, to show me, to teach me that you don't have to do life by yourself. You don't have to figure all these things by yourself. Even the things that you think are so, are so small, even the tiny details, I can help you with that. I can help you. If it's a website, if it's a presentation, if it's a, a, a speech, you know, if it's, a, if it's a, a project, even if it's like an exam, even if it's school, like a school project, whatever, I can help you with that. If it's a pitch to your, to your you know, like your potential clients or uh, employers, I mean, whatever it is for a contract, I can show you. I can give you the direction. If it's like a course, I can give you the layout. I mean, I can, whatever it is, even if it's building a house, I can give you the plans. And I think sometimes we forget who God is. And I think sometimes we forget that God is able to do all these things. And for me, that was really, I mean, it wasn't like it was a wow moment. It was a mind blowing moment, but it wasn't something so new. It was more like, Oh, yeah, like a reminder, you know, because it's easy to go to him for the big things and then the small things we kind of dismiss. And as soon as I took the paper and the pen, immediately started to flow. And it gave me like a, the easiest way and the best way. And as soon as I did it, not only I did it, but it wasn't just a solution. I had peace with it. I had peace. And I think sometimes... God doesn't just want us to have the solution. He wants us to have peace with what we come up with. He wants us to have peace. And that, that's the only peace that he can give us. Because when God gives you a theory, God, when God gives you a blueprint, he gives you a strategy, he gives you an instruction, he gives you a way, he gives you a map, he gives you a plan. Not only gives you that, but he gives you peace that comes with it. And that's why in the beginning I was saying, God is not just concerned about the destination. He's not just concerned about your destiny. He's concerned about the process. He's concerned about the journey. What is it going to take you? What is it going to cost you to get there? He doesn't want, want you to, to, to lose your peace. He doesn't want you to lose your integrity, your value. He doesn't want you to cost. He doesn't want you to lose your soul. He doesn't want you to lose yourself in the process. That's why he's asking you, he's inviting us to rely on him, to trust in him, because not only will he care about the solution, not only will he care about the problem, not only will he care about the circumstances and the situation and the trial and the test, but he will also make sure that we stay, we remain well. He will make sure that we stay intact, that we stay planted in him. So, I mean, I can only testify and give that, you know, that um, shout out to the Lord for what he's done. Because even in that small thing, I saw his grace. I saw his faithfulness. I saw his goodness. And I, I pray today that you will invite him in your life. I pray that you will give him full control, that you will allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and to take you. And you will just say, Lord, 
not my will, not my plan, but your will, your plan. Because, oh Lord God, you know, you know, it is really time for us to stop striving and just rely on God's answer. Because he can make those dry bones live. He can make whatever situation you find yourself in right now. He can make it, I won't say go away, but he can make you experience the best. Get the best out of it. Get the most out of it. If he did it for Joseph, if he did it for Daniel, he will do it for you. He will do it for me. So my prayer is today that you will yield to the Holy Spirit and you will let him give you the answer. Oh Lord God, you know. So I bless you and I pray you have a, a blessed week and I talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Swords, Spears and Arrows with Camille Babin. If you would like to find out more, check our website, www.havilasolutions.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Havila Solutions. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss any episode.